Pastors Michael and Brenda Brunzo welcome you and thank you for listening to the following message. This message was recorded during a regular service at Faith Fellowship Church. The Bible tells us in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So we believe this message will encourage and strengthen you in your daily walk of faith. God bless you as you listen.
and we send it out in the name of Jesus. Those that have a need, that need of healing will be met right now in Jesus' name. We send your word, Lord, and you said that when your word was sent, you healed them all, God. Hallelujah. You're a healer. You said in Exodus 15, 26, I am the Lord that healeth thee. I am the Lord thy physician. Hallelujah. That's crystal clear to us, Lord. You want to be our healer. You want to be our physician. And you told us there's a bomb in Gilead. And we learned that that bomb in Gilead is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, our healer, our great physician. Hallelujah. So we send the word, Lord. You said you sent your word, Psalm 107. You sent your word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. The devil is trying to destroy people tonight, but we're sending your word, and it is healing and delivering them in Jesus' name, Lord. God, we lift up and ask you to strengthen those that are weak. Lord, your word says that when I'm weak, then am I strong. Hallelujah. So when we're in you and you're in us, we cannot fail. We can, our strength cannot fail, Lord. But you will strengthen us and encourage us and enable us. Because you're an enabler. Hallelujah. And when we fall short, Lord, you pick us up. God, we do everything we can in the natural, but when we've come to that end and we can't do no more, the doctors can do no more, no one can do no more here on earth in the natural, then we know that the supernatural will kick in. And supernaturally, you'll help us, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you and we praise you, Lord, for your word. Thy word is truth. And, Lord, you said you magnified your word above all your name. Hallelujah. And as important as your name is and knowing that every knee on earth and under the earth and, and, and above the earth is going to one day bow to that name, Lord, you've exalted and magnified your word even above that name. Hallelujah. So, Lord, we look to your word tonight. We look to your word for things to happen, Lord. God, there's a, those that are oppressed, depressed, those that are downtrodden, those that are that feel like they're without hope tonight, but we have a hope in you. Hallelujah. We're not hopeless because we have you, Lord. But we ask you to touch them and lift them up and encourage them and strengthen them tonight in the name of Jesus, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 There are those that are carrying burdens tonight, Lord. Yes, Lord. Burdens of every kind. Yes. And sometimes they're even carrying burdens that don't even belong to them. And Lord, we know that you yes. want us to cast our cares upon you because yes. you care for us. Yes, and you have told us that you're our burden bearer. Yes. So, Lord, I can only encourage people to do that tonight, yes. to lay their burdens at your feet yes, and leave them there. Yes, Hallelujah. Lord. God, we have to trust in you. Yes, There's nothing on this earth yes. that we can trust in. There's no man on this earth that we can no, totally sir. trust in, Lord. Yes. But we can always trust in you, the Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. So we can turn our trust to you, Lord. Yes, we put our burdens at your feet, yes, Lord. Lord. 
And we know that you will take care of them because yes. you said you would. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your love is so great for us, Lord. Yes. There is no burden you haven't already bared. Yes. There's no burden that you would bear, wouldn't bear for us, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We just have to learn to take it to you and leave it there. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We love you so much tonight, Lord. Yes, we do. Thank you, Lord, for the Thank word you, that's about to come forth. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the anointing that is yes, in this room Lord. right now, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We feel your presence, hallelujah. hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, Thank you, Lord. You said you'd be in our midst, but we're feeling the presence. We're feeling the manifestations of your presence, Lord. Hallelujah. And God, like in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, Temple, Lord, yes. where your glory cloud came in and yes. filled the temple yes. so that the priests could not minister, Lord. Hallelujah. That's the type of presence we want yes. to feel in this place. Yes, Lord. We declare this to be a house yes. of worship, a house of prayer. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. This is not a community you, meeting hall. This is where the church yes. of the living God meets. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. So we thank you thank that you're you, here, that you're yes. moving amongst your people, that yes, you're manifesting Lord. yourself. Thank you, and people's lives are going to be changed here yes. tonight. Yes. They're not going to leave here the same way they came Hallelujah. in. They're not going to leave here with the thank heaviness you, and the burdens that they brought with them. They're yes, going to leave Lord. them here at Jesus' feet, thank and they're going to go home a new way, yes. a new person, thank you, refreshed yes. and strengthened in yes. the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not by our might anyway. It's not by our power anyway. It's by your might and your power. Hallelujah. It's by your spirit. Oh God. Yes. Thank you, Lord. So we thank you and we praise you for that. Yes. Thank you that you're our God, our Father, and we're your children, yes. your servants. Hallelujah. So we give you praise and honor and glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Now those things we prayed for, you should be expecting them. If, they, yes. if you don't have them already, you should be expecting yes. them. Yes. Yes. He said, I say unto you, uh, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have, have them. Yes. We prayed. Yes. Now the believing part. Yes. You believe you receive them? Yes. Don't, don't wait till you see them. That's you right. believe you received them when we prayed just yes. now. That's right. Then you will have them. Hallelujah. Yes. You will you, have them. Yes. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You may Thank be seated. You, you may be seated. Thank you, fellas. Good job. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Prayer anointing came on me there for a minute. Hallelujah. We're going to start seeing a lot of unusual things around here. Turn with me to Acts 13. I'm not going to keep you very long tonight. We've got tornado warnings. and It's starting to look pretty scary out there right now, but we're safe, amen? amen. Pastor Ed and, I already, and I already prayed for your safe passage to, from, and round about that ministering spirits and guardian angels will go before you, yeah. trip every trap and snare the devil set before you ever get to it. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
and like the Holy Ghost made Abraham's servant prosperous and successful in finding a wife for Isaac. Matthew, bring me some batteries, buddy. Finding a wife for Isaac. We believe that he will make your journey prosperous and successful as well. Hallelujah. I apologize for this Facebook. Uh, I thought I could get two services out of two brand new Energizer bunnies, but apparently not. The Energizer bunny has died. service or before every service. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Did I tell you to turn to Acts 13, 29? If I didn't, I just did. Now, when they had fulfilled, it's Acts 13, 29 and 30 in the New King James. Now, when they had fulfilled all that was written concerning Christ, they tried him, they mocked him, they crowned him with thorns, they beat him and whipped him, they crucified him. When they had fulfilled all that was written about him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a tomb. Verse 30, but God raised him from the dead, hallelujah. And then Philippians 2.27, for indeed he... This is Paul talking about Epaphroditus. He said, for indeed he was sick almost unto death, but God had mercy on him. And not only on him, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. I prayed that prayer before. I prayed and cried out to God to... to uh, heal somebody, save somebody, spare somebody, because I was going through something myself, and I said, God, please don't lay sorrow upon my sorrow. And this is what Paul prayed. And bless God, Epaphroditus, a fellow minister with Paul, being so sick, almost dying, and, but, and said, but God. Mm -hmm. But God. Acts 7, 9, and the patriarchs, the children of Isaac, the, uh, the patriarchs of the 12 tribes of Israel, becoming envious of their brother Joseph, sold him into Egypt. And the Bible says, but God was with him. So you can end up in some of the worst places. I know y'all been there. I've been there too. You can end up in some of the worst places just like Joseph, but don't get discouraged because just when you are where you don't want to be and you're discouraged and you're going through something, maybe yes, even like Joseph was thrown into the uh, uh, Egyptian prison because he was falsely accused by Potiphar's wife. He was misused and abused. And the Bible says, but God was with him. But God, I don't care what we're going through, who we're going through it with or who we're going through it without. I don't care what the circumstances are. I don't care how bad you think it is or how bad you feel about it. 
but God is with you. You're never alone. He said he'll never leave you or forsake you. I wonder what that means. I think it means he'll never leave you or forsake you. Hallelujah. See, even at your loneliest moments in the darkest corner of the prison, and how many know some of the worst prisons are those without walls? Some of the prisons that the enemy puts us in and we allow him to do it, and we stay there because of these invisible bars. But God is with you. Yep. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ephesians 2, 4, and 5 starts out, But God, who is rich in mercy, I mean, he's mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved. We were lost, spiritually dead, estranged from God, on our way to hell and the Bible says but God but God who is rich in what mercy hallelujah 1 Corinthians 10 13 Paul tells us no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man let's look at this a second what's common to man Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. That was in, introduced to Eve in the Garden of Eden. That was the first temptation that Satan gave to mankind. Lust of the eyes, she saw it was pleasant to the eyes. It was good to eat. Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh. And then she thought that if she ate of that fruit, she would be like God and know everything like God. Pride of life. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. That's all that the devil can ever tempt us with. You can't think of one time you, weren't, you were tempted with anything but these three things. He can't tempt your spirit. He can only tempt your flesh. You see why I've been preaching about uh, a man in Christ? Because the more Christ you have in you, the more you dwell in Christ, the less the flesh grows. You know, uh, I told you the story about the two wolves, the old Indian story. Uh, the grandfather was telling the grandson about two wolves that dwell within us. One is good, one is evil. And the grand, to make, make the story short, the grandson says, well, which one will live? Which one will win? And grandpa said, the one you feed the most. Well, we have a spirit man, and we have a flesh man, and these two are contrary one to the other. They never agree on anything. Which one's going to win? Which one's been winning? And I'm not talking about eating food and getting bigger. I'm talking about how you feed the desires of the flesh. The more you feed the desires of the flesh, the bigger and greater and stronger it gets. And you should be feeding your spirit man, nourishing your spirit man on the word, on, uh, with fellowship with God, in prayer, 
And the more you do that, the stronger your spirit man is going to get. Yes. And he's going to prevail over the flesh. And he's going to keep the flesh under control. Paul told us it's going to be a big job. He said that he had to buffet his flesh daily. Every day his flesh, the great apostle Paul, every day his flesh wanted to do something that was contrary to his spirit. And Paul said, I beat it into subjection. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said that, you know, he, uh, he didn't box as one beating the air or you know, we call it shadow boxing. You know, you're boxing, but there isn't anything there. Uh, you're just imagining something, or maybe you're actually got the light behind you and against the wall, and you're actually shadow boxing with yourself. Paul says, I don't do that. Every blow that I strike is planned. Every blow that I strike is accurate, and it's effective. Amen. And that's how we have to be. We have to be accurate and effective. We have to build our spirit man and keep the flesh under control. Yes. Then there will be no temptation that could overtake us because the temptation is going to come to our flesh. But our flesh is so weak because our spirit is so strong. And when they disagree, the spirit says, no, we ain't doing it. We're doing it this way. We're doing it God's way. Amen. Yeah. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted above what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. God's not going to allow you to be tempted above that which you can handle. Don't ever worry about God letting you be temp so tempted that you can't handle it anymore and you drop dead from the temptation. God's not going to do that. As a matter of fact, he's already provided the escape for us. His name is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Yeah. That's our escape. Amen. Yeah. And when you're a man or a woman in Christ and Christ is dwelling in you and your spirit is strong and you're keeping your flesh in subjection, you will escape those temptations. Amen. You know, uh, I talk to people all the time. Well, not all the time, quite often. And they're going through things and they, you can see they're weighted down. You can see they're burdened. But then when you get to talking to them, you find out that the burden is not even theirs. And you try to tell them the word and you try to counsel them and, and we pray for them and we try to get them to recognize that they don't need to be carrying that because you can see it's having an effect on their life you can see that they're being stressed out about it and so you know it's a temptation for us to do that and that's common to man it, it doesn't affect your spirit it affects your flesh it stresses you out it can even cause sickness and weariness and cause you to lose strength that's a temptation of flesh. And that's what we need to escape from. How do we escape? Get in Christ. Make sure you recognize who Christ is in you. That no matter what that problem is, uh, God has a solution for it. But you, uh, as long as you're carrying it, as long as you're handling it, God can't handle it. God can't help you. 
he's sitting there with his arms folded. When you get through doing your thing, then I'll do mine. And unfortunately, some people don't ever let go of things. And uh, I realize that we have things that we need to be concerned about. But what happened to praying and believing God, laying it at Jesus' feet and saying, God, I give this to you. I can't do nothing about it. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I'm not going to get stressed over it. I'm not going to get sick over it. I know that you could do something about it, though, so I'm giving it to you. And then the next time the devil brings you that thought or tries to torture you with it, say, no, praise God. It's in God's hands. Amen. I ain't carrying it no more. Amen. I'm not going to carry something that he's already carried 2,000 years ago, Mr. Devil. I'm done with it. Yes. That's faith. That's trusting in God. And then sleep like a baby. You know, Peter was in the innermost part of the prison had a death sentence on his head and next morning he's supposed to die they were going to lop his head off the next morning and what does he do he goes to sleep and he sleeps he's sleeping soundly an angel had to shake him and wake him up why he went to sleep in faith he didn't carry that burden he didn't stay up worrying about it all night and whining and crying he'd give it to god and he went to sleep and slept like a baby that's how we're to be. That's what we should do. Pray about it. Give it to God. God says, be anxious or stressed about nothing, but in all things by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. If I pray about it, with thanksgiving that I know he's got the answer and yeah. he's going to take care of it, right. then I'll get the peace of God that nobody can understand. Yeah. And I'll be able to sleep. I'll be able to function. Yeah. It's not going to torment me or torture me every minute of the day. Why? I give it to God in prayer and thanksgiving. Yes. And then you trust and you believe and you wait. Yeah. And when that thought comes to you again, just raise your hand and start praising God for the answer. It's done. Yes. As far as you're concerned, it's done. Yes. Amen. You know, when do you believe you receive? When you pray. pray. Yes. So as soon as you're done praying, pray. you say amen. And even though there's a space of time between the amen and the there it is, you just rest in That's that right. space. Yes. You just right. praise and thank God in that space of yes. time. Amen. It will happen. It will happen. If you're really trusting God, it will happen. Yes. I can remember times in my life. You could ask Pastor Red. I thought I was at the end of my rope. I couldn't I, I, I couldn't take another thing. I couldn't handle another thing. I was so stressed and so full. And I can remember times in my life when it looked like I wasn't gonna make it. Couldn't see the solution, couldn't see the end. But God. That's right. That's the only way I could answer it. Yes. But God. Yes. Two small one-syllable words. But God. Yes. I mean, just one word, one one-syllable word, God, yes. is powerful enough to accomplish anything. Yes, yes. But when you add but God, yes. two one-syllable words, 
You just can't even imagine the power that's associated with those two little words, but God. But, I looked this up in the dictionary, is a conjunctive word, a word that connects, brings two thoughts together, and it works somewhat like the word and. And is a conjunctive word. But is used to introduce a phrase or a clause that is in contrast to what was just said. In other words, uh, you say one thing and then you say but and then you say something that's in contrast or the opposite of what was just said. Yeah. But God. Yeah. For example, someone might say, the doctor just diagnosed me with a terminal disease and under natural circumstances, it will be fatal. But God, God yes. healed me. Amen. So but is connecting the phrase I just come out of, yes. and but it is in contrast to what was said. So when you say, but God, it's in contrast to what the devil said. That's right. when, when the devil tells you something, you say, yeah, yeah. It might even be a fact, but God. That's right. Yes. That's in contrast to everything the devil said. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. But God is in contrast to or the opposite of the phrase that just came before it. The principal said, my child wasn't going to graduate because of a low test score. That's bad. I don't like that. But God. Yes. But God arranged for him to have a retest, a redo. Yes. And he passed it. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's graduating. Yes. But God. Yes. My daughter was in a fatal car accident. Had all kinds of broken bones and surgeries and a cracked skull and wasn't breathing and ribs were broken and lungs were collapsed and they uh, did the best they could do. They couldn't even finish the surgery because she couldn't take it. Yeah. And so... They called for prayer and we prayed for them. Next thing you know, they're taking her back to surgery. She's still open. They couldn't close her because they knew they had to finish that surgery, but she wasn't strong enough. And right after we prayed, they took her back yes. to surgery, finished the surgery yes. and closed her up, brought yes. her back to intensive care yes. in a coma. Can't breathe on her own, on a ventilator. Yes. They called again, we prayed again. Yes. And we prayed that they said that they were attempting to get her off the yeah. ventilator, but she couldn't breathe. Yeah. Uh, they called continuously on her own. Oh. And so they tried to take her off and they put her back on. And they said that if she doesn't start breathing continually in the next 15 minutes, we're going to have to put her back on the vent and hook up all the other medications and bottles and all of that stuff, which would have been a setback, would have been bad. They called for prayer, we prayed again. Yes. Yes. Fifteen minutes later, they said she's off the vent, That's breathing right. on her own. Amen. It didn't look good for her, but God, God. Yes. turned it all around. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. True story. Yes. The names were withheld to protect the innocent. Yes. 
Turn with me to Luke chapter 15. I'm not going to finish this. That's okay. But if I don't, I think you're going to leave here with enough already. Amen. This is a familiar parable. It's called the parable of the prodigal son. I mean, knows he was a mess. Now, this I didn't know, but the word prodigal, I always thought, well, prodigal means the backsliding son, the wayward son. But prodigal has two meanings. It speaks, if it's an adjective, it's one. If it's a noun, it's another. But it speaks of a lavish lifestyle, spending money or resources freely and recklessly. Yes. It's being wastefully extravagant, uh -huh. having or giving something on a lavish scale. It's like, you know, money burns a hole in your pocket. You get a pocket full of money and you just can't wait to get rid of it. And you spend it lavishly, foolishly, extravagantly, wastefully. That's the definition of prodigal. But it also represents a person who spends money in a recklessly extravagant way. Of course, money don't spend itself. It speaks of rich prodigals who live useless, imprudent lives. And from a biblical example, and this was actually in the definition, they don't, uh, you know, Webster don't do that too often, but from a biblical example, it's as it's used in the parables that speaks of a prodigal son or even a prodigal daughter who leaves home and behaves recklessly, but later makes repentance and returns. Hallelujah. Makes repentance and returns. Yes. That's important. Yes, a lot of times we want forgiveness. We want to return to the position we were before we mess things up. But there's no repentance. Uh -huh. Now you may return, but you'll be back in the pig pen again someday because there was no repentance. You That's didn't right. change anything. That's exactly right. And we see this all the time. Mm -hmm. I might get in trouble, Pastor Ray, but between parents and children, you pray and ask God to straighten my child out. He's a mess. She's a mess. They're involved in this. They're involved in that. I can't take anymore, God. So all of a sudden, God starts moving in their lives. But he's not going in the direction that you want him to go in. He's not doing things the way that you want him to do things. It even looks worse for your son or your daughter. Mm -hmm. And so you bail him out. Mm -hmm. You become an enabler. And you know what God does? When you're done, I finish what I was doing. You know, sometimes they don't change until they hit bottom. Amen. And, and I've been there. Uh, probably a lot of you have been there. That's when the change occurs. When you don't have nowhere else to go but up, then the change will occur. And every time God gets your kid backed up in the corner where they have to make a decision, you don't get up and pull out your I don't have, I can't stand to see you going through this. There's some money here. You're not helping things. You're enabling them. Let God do it. Yeah. Yes. Stand back, pray, yes. and sleep. That's right. At night. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Where are we going? Luke chapter eleven or fifteen. 
Uh, let's start with verse 11, and we'll go through 24. Then he said, a certain man had two sons. Now, I know this is a parable, but this is not just a cute religious story. Yeah. Because Jesus said, a certain man had two sons. That means a certain man had two certain sons. Yes. These are not fictitious characters. Right. These are real people. Right. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. He not only gave it to the one that asked for it, but he gave it to the one that didn't ask for it. Right. In other words, their inheritance. I don't want to wait till you die. I need it now. I want it now. And the father gave it to him. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. What kind of living? Wasteful, extravagant, careless. But when he had spent all, and I don't know how much all was or how long it took him to spend it. But when he had spent it all, there arose a severe famine in that land and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. Now I'm pretty sure this father and his two sons were Jewish. So he didn't have no business in the pig pen swine went kosher but that's all he could get and then he uh, and he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate in other words their slop their corn husk whatever he was feeding them he would have gladly filled his own stomach with them that the swine ate and no one gave him anything I'm just going to add this not even the people that he spent his money on and the parties that he invited them to. None of them people yeah, that's right. helped him or gave him anything. But when he came to himself, that's what I'm talking about. You know, you prayed for, your, for God to help your child, but you never let him have a come to himself moment. Amen. And so he stays in the pig pen. Let him have his come to himself moment. Yes. In other words, he comes to his senses moment. And then he says, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? My father's servants are living better than I am. I will arise and go to my father. This is what happens when you come have it come to yourself moment. You arise. You recognize your mistakes. You repent. And then you return to your father. Amen. I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. And I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion. 
and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight and am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet and bring the fatted calf here and kill it and let us eat and be merry. In other words, let's celebrate the return of my son. And I'm telling you, every time a prodigal returns to God, there's a celebration in heaven. Amen. And there should be a celebration with us. Amen. You know, if somebody left this church and then they come to their ways and realize it was a mistake and they repent for whatever the reason was or uh, uh, talk to us and we repent, I don't care what the situation is, when it gets fixed and they return, we celebrate. We're happy for him. He says, for this is my son. He was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they begin to be merry. Uh, you know the rest of the story. The, the brother didn't like that. He was jealous and everything. That's why I pointed out before that they both got their portion. They both got their inheritance, you know, and, and the brother was uh, feeling slighted. I stay here with you. I've done everything you wanted me to do. And yeah, and you had access to all those things the whole time that your brother was starving to death and coming to his senses. And you should be celebrating too, but sometimes people just can't do that. But I don't want to get off on that. I'm running out of time already. But just like the prodigal son of old, we've all made bad decisions. We've all made bad choices. Yeah. We, if, if, if you lived any kind of life at all, you spent part of it in a pig pen. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. You're thinking of it right now. Just don't say them out loud. I've been in a pig pen. You've been in a pig pen. Thank God we come to our senses. But we have all made decisions that caused us to move away from God, our Father. That's who the Father in this story represents, Father God. And we've all made bad decisions. We've all made uh, uh, bad choices that caused us to move further away from God, begin to feel unworthy of a, a Father that is so good to us. And as long as we stay in that guilt and as long as we stay in that sin consciousness instead of the righteousness consciousness that we were born into being born again we were born into the kingdom of God our father yes. our father has a kingdom yes. and that kingdom is rich yes. and we don't have any business living in lack living in a pig pen doing without anything whether it's health whether it's financial yeah. whether it's emotional I don't care what it is right. Our Father is rich, yes. and He has great provision, Thank you, Lord. and we should be living in that provision. Yes. We should be, like I said Sunday, thinking big, acting big, doing big, yes. because our God is big. Yes. There's Amen. no shortages in heaven. Our God has everything. Amen. That's why He said that uh, He'll supply all of our needs yes. from where? Heaven. Heaven. All of our needs come from heaven. Yes. Stop looking for them down here. Yeah. Stop striving for them down here. Right. 
He said, seek me first and my righteousness or my way of doing and being right. And I will add all of these things to you. Yeah. Everything you need will be added yes. unto you. And he takes all the stress out of you, worrying about how I'm going to get it. Yes. How I'm going to make ends meet. Yes. How am I going to get college funds for my kids? How am I going to make the house payment? How am I going to get this new car because mine's running on three wheels? All of that is taken away. All the stress is taken away because you put your trust in him. You put him first. Yes. And then just forget about all that other stuff. Yes. It will not only be added to you, it will come up behind you and overtake you. Yes, yes sir. Yes. And the reaper will overtake the soul. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes. Oh, hallelujah. Well, I had done. Let me see here. Ten pages of notes. I got to six. That ain't bad. Hallelujah. We're going to close here. I'm not going to promise you that I'll pick up here next week because I'm not going to be here next Wednesday. I'll be here Sunday. But I don't think I'm going to finish this Sunday. I think I got something for you Sunday. Amen. 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 So we love you and we appreciate you. Hey, don't underestimate your worth. I'm telling you, that's been, I don't want to call it a burden, but uh, I've felt that on my heart yes. for the last couple of weeks now. You know, we just don't know our worth. Yes, amen. We don't, we don't really understand who we are. That's why I pray for a wisdom, a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Yes. That we may know. See, we, he wants us to know yes. who we are in Christ amen. and who Christ is in us. Yes. And I'm telling you, once we, oh, once we get that revelation in us and we start acting on it, there's nothing that's going to be able to stop you. Nothing. Amen. Amen. Yes. I got to quit. I love y'all. Be careful going home. Uh, you've been prayed over. Yes. Now what happens? You just trust and believe. Amen. Yes. Amen. We pray the minister and spirit are going to go before you, tripping all the traps and snares the devil said. We pray for a prosperous journey. Yes. So what should you be expecting when you leave here and you put the key in that ignition? Prosperous journey. Prosperous journey. Amen. Amen. Love y'all. God bless you. See you. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. We pray that it's been a blessing to you. For more information about FFC or its ministries, please contact the church office. God bless you, and remember, Jesus is Lord.